Hello and welcome to each of you this day. I am your host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Kenya C. Williams, also known as the Agent of Love. I am a grace girl, a daughter of the King of Kings, and a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to walk with me today as I share a word of encouragement. So grab your coffee or have a sip of tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we learn through the gospel of Jesus Christ, the life applications of what it means to truly be love in action. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I miss all of you. Thank you for tuning in today to the Being Love in Action podcast. We want to say if this podcast has blessed you, if it has done anything to inspire you, encourage you, we want you to let people know about the Being Love in Action podcast. Listen, you can follow us on our social media. We have our new Instagram at Being Love in Action podcast, our Twitter at Being Love, L U V in Action. And listen, if you you want to know a little bit more about Kenya C. Williams, the founder and the host of the Being Love in Action podcast, and all of the things that I do, you can look at and tune into our website at www.gracegirl.org. Listen, I am so excited about today and what we're going to talk about, and, and I pray that you are excited as well. I missed you guys. I miss all of you. I mean, you know, life happens, and sometimes we have to rearrange things, but I am so excited about today, and I am excited about the podcast on today. I hope that you guys have been able to get caught up, right? I pray that you have been able to get caught up and just kind of, um, if you had not been caught up on the other 69 uh, episodes, hopefully you were able to get caught up, right? So listen, now that all of that is out of the way, all of the introductions and all of where you can find us, I want to jump into the word of encouragement. Um, today, I want to talk about peace. You know, if I can be very honest, and you know, I like to be transparent for the most part here on the Being Love in Action podcast. You guys are my family, right? You are my extended family. For those of you who are listening and you are believers of Jesus Christ, you are my family. You are my brothers and sisters. So when I don't talk to you or I feel like I'm talking to you, right? But, you know, you're listening to me. But when I'm preparing to do these podcasts, I think about you guys, you know. So it's important to have that connection with family. And maybe you're tuning in for the first time and you're listening. I pray that something that is said today encourages you encourages you or inspire you to tune back in and share the podcast with others you know peace you know peace has really been in my heart and and if I can be honest God has just been dealing with me about peace you know what does that look like what does that mean how how do we get peace you know for some people peace may be something different right but I think I mean or how to obtain peace may be viewed differently by you know by different people. But today I want to look at peace and how do we get peace in the midst of chaos or how do we get a sense of peace in the midst of what we consider um, a world that's full of full of changes and 
things seem to be un- so unstable if we look at it from a world perspective. I mean, here in, in America, we are dealing with a, a, a new um, presidency election year. You know, we're dealing with crises all over the world. We're still in the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, two, over 200,000 Americans have died and millions really have died all over the globe, whether it is in Africa or Asia or Europe or um, China, man, people are dying from this and they're still dying from cancer and, you know, heart disease and all of the other illnesses that plague the world and not just illnesses from violence. You know, we have people that are being murdered. We have all of these harsh things that are happening in the world. And then, you know, many of us, if if you're like me or thousands of people who suffer with anxiety, you know, we have to find a way in the midst of life to deal with this. So I always want to come from the biblical perspective because I am a believer of Christ, but I also look at the reality of life. We got to look at the realities of our lives. It doesn't matter where you live you know, with what culture you're in, what race, we are all human. We're part of this human race. We're part of this human condition. We're part of the effects of instability in our governments. We're part of, you know, uh, the evil and the hatred that's going on in our world right now. You know, we're part of this realness. And so we gotta, we gotta help one another to find peace. And one of the things, if I can be so um, very honest is is that it is my faith, right? And so being Love in Action podcast, we like to look at and take our life applications from the word of God. And we try to apply it to our everyday life because it doesn't matter if I sit here and, and I can preach you because to preach to you a wonderful sermon and encourage you and inspire you, right? But I'm not going to preach to you because I believe That if we talk and we have real conversations and coming from a preacher or from one who has been chosen by God to um, share the gospel, you know, um, in the way that I do as a leader, I also believe in teaching. I, I am a firm believer that the word of God is also to be taught. It is to be taught so that when we finish this wonderful conversation, you can go back to the Bible for yourself and you can read it. And then you can take the very words that I'm sharing with you and you can meditate on it. And then you'll be able to have understanding. God says, if we want understanding, we ask for it. If we want knowledge. So I want to talk about how we can be at peace in the midst of chaos. And I'm going to give you three steps or three ways that I can believe can help you um, in this journey that we're all on as a world, as a nation, um, searching for peace, right? And unfortunately, there are different uh, byproducts or by ways that people look for peace, but many of those things are unhealthy, right? It could be drug abuse or addiction. It could be food addictions, right? Because, you know, in COVID, many of us are home. We've picked up weight, including myself. You know, we eat or, you know, all of those things that we do. It could be so many different things that become addictive to us in the concept of replacing our fears and replacing 
the hunger for peace. Many of us are experiencing um, not being able to sleep, right? Having sleepless nights or days, right? You know, all of those things have plagued with all of us. And I think that this is this is a great, great, great conversation because it includes it's inclusive of everyone, I believe. And so I want to just jump into it. You know, I want to look at Romans. So Romans 12 verses 17 through 21 is going to be our focus text. And then I'm going to also um, share with you um, John 14 and 27. So let's look at Romans 12 verses 17 to 21. And the word of God says, and I'm reading from the NIV version, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. Verse 19, it is, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. In verse 21, the last verse is, Do not become overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And that is Romans 12, verses 19, I'm sorry, 17 through 21. And if you want to follow along with your text, so you can go back. The other other scripture I'm going to read tonight is John 14, chapter and verse 27. And John 14 and 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And that's John 14 chapter and verse 27. So let's jump right in. So Romans, I'm going to give you some history about the book of Romans. The book of Romans um, is Paul, the Apostle Paul's introduction to the Roman Christians. He had visited Rome at this time. He wrote actually from Corinth. He had not visited Rome at the time that this was actually written. This epistle or letter was written um, to the church in Rome, which had been started by Jews. So this was a a, a traditionally um, major denomination of Jewish Um, converts. They were no longer practicing Judaism now. They were converted into Christianity. And they had come to the faith of Jesus Christ during the Pentecost, which is in Acts 2. Okay, so if you want to learn about what the Pentecost was and that experience, read uh, the book of Acts in its chapter 2. And on their return to Rome, they begin to spread the gospel. And so that's the beautiful thing about the word of God. When you get the good news, it becomes like a fire. It ignites in you. And so these new converts uh, to Christianity, which were Jews, on their way to Rome, they begin to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And actually, that's what everyone should do, right? And so the Roman church had grown. And as the apostle of Jesus Christ, Paul wrote the book of Romans, okay? And why did he write it? Remember, he did not found the church in Rome, but being an apostle or the overseer of the 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 the, the body of Christ in the, in the church at that time, his job was to 
make sure there were there was order and there was understanding to the body of Christ. And so he validated that point, okay? So as the apostle, he wrote to, wrote the book of Romans. He his purpose was to present the statement of his faith. He it was not a typical letter, it was a letter of declaration of his faith. And his plan was to visit Rome on his way to Spain after his visit to Jerusalem. The Roman church, like I said, was mostly Jews and it consisted of some Gentiles. So that means some actual Roman converts who were, you know, whatever they were, they were considered pagan because they were not, you know, of of, of the belief of Christ or the Christian faith at that time. Um, and so here, the, the chapters 1 through 11 talks about what to believe, right? And then chapters 12 through 16 talks about how to behave. Again, I'm just giving you a little preview or a little understanding of the book of Romans, the who, what, when, and why. Because again, I don't assume when you, re- when you come onto the podcast that you know everything. I mean, I don't know everything. None of us does, right? So you want to get at least, it's like going to the movies, and you've never seen the preview, right? Sometimes, you know, normally when we go to a movie, we decide if we want to actually go to that movie based on the preview that we've seen. So I'm just kind of giving you a little bit of the preview of the book of Romans. So Paul begins to explain to believers. He gives them the guidelines on how to live as redeemed in the fallen world. He talked about how to love neighbors and caring for the weak in faith. And so then we get to Romans 12, chapter 12, verses 17 through 21. And again, we're talking about peace, how to live in peace or how to obtain peace in a a state of chaos, in a chaotic world, right? So again, I'm going to read the word of God again. It says, do not, verse 17, Romans 12, verse 17 says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. Now Paul is talking about love in action how ironic this is the being love in action podcast and here paul in in romans 12 he's talking about love in action what does that look like and in that love in action he's giving us the blueprint to create peace in our lives or to obtain peace in our lives So he's saying, do not repay evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. What I will say, this is a disclosure, folks. So let me let this understand. Do not repay evil, anyone evil for evil does not mean that we are not to or you are not to protect yourself. That's not, that does not mean, that's not what that means. So I want you to take that out of your, your mindset. Too many times as believers, we, we get texts and we don't really understand what he's saying. He's simply saying, don't repay anyone evil for evil. Is he saying, don't defend yourself? No, because we must defend ourselves. If someone is trying to harm you, defend yourself. There's no way in the Bible where believers were told not to defend themselves. Okay. If that's the case, every time the uh, Christians went up to battle with their enemies, they would have just laid down their, their knives, their swords, and let their enemies overtake them, right? So that's not what he's saying. He's talking about if, what does that mean? You know, the care, the core of Christian living, we must be willing to forgive. 
So the first thing he's saying in verse 17, we must have a heart to forgive. We have to have a heart of forgiveness. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful what to do right. Be careful to do right. What does that mean? It simply means that when you have received, as believers in Christ, we have received God's grace, right? Which is undeserved favor. We should pass it on, right? So think about yourself in your own life before you were saved, before you loved God. Does that mean you're perfect now? No. But you know, and I know, and we all know, we can all tell our stories, right, about how wretched we was. Even on your best day, you were, the, the Isaiah reminds us that we were like, like a filthy rag. In other words, we were still undeserving. We could wash in the river of Jordan 50, 11 times. We can put on uh, pure white every day, and it still won't washed away the stench of our sin because we were born in, in sin. We were drenched in our iniquities, but Jesus Christ removed that stench on Calvary. So it is that grace that he's saying we have to offer to others. That means we have to forgive people. Because you think about it, when someone has done you something, and I'm not saying that forgiveness comes immediately. What I mean by forgiveness not coming immediate. What I'm saying is you got to deal with the realities of whatever that is or that person has done to you or that situation, how it has made you. You got to look at that reality. You got to deal with it. And then you have to make a choice and say, okay, am I going to continue to hold on to this? Some of us have dealt with things or in our lives from childhood, right? That has scarred us emotionally. That has scarred us physically. And many times we we carry things like that through our adulthood. And it damages our relationships, right? Because we have not forget for, forgiven someone who has done something to us. Now watch this. Sometimes you have to see a therapist. That's the truth. You know, I'm a believer in, in Jesus Christ, and I believe in healing, but I also believe in medicine. I think God gives doctors and scientists the ability to have knowledge to understand to help us, right? And I am also for mental health awareness, man. So listen, if, if, if you've gotten to that point where in your life where it's hard for you to forgive someone, and you've prayed about it, Maybe it's something that's locked in that you maybe you need someone to talk to to help you walk through that. But watch this. Think about when we hold on to unforgiveness. At some point, is it still affecting us as much as it's affecting the person? Um, is it affecting us more than it's affecting the person who we've not forgiven? Many times they've gone on about their lives, right? And not to say they don't have any consequences for what they may have done us. But watch this. You still got to deal with your reality. And so one of the first things in order to have peace in the midst of the chaos, because right now we're talking about ourselves. We're not talking about anybody else right now. We're talking about having a heart of forgiveness. And he says it right here. Don't repay anyone evil for evil. 
yeah, I know they might have they might have swindled you out of some money. Maybe you know it was a bad business deal. Maybe you were married to a someone that you gave your life to, and and they abandoned you, right? They abandoned you and your family. Maybe you know you're angry because you know um, a situation on a job or someone wronged you, or maybe it was a family member. There are so many. Things that we can think about where we've been wrong and hurt, right? But the core of Christian living, one of the, the greatest things that helps us is having the willingness to forgive because it is a, a factor of grace, right? And we know grace is what? It's undeserved favor. So the first thing I want you to remember is in order to begin to get onto the path of peace is to have a heart of forgiveness. So watch this. Here's an assignment. I'm not a therapist, right? But I have one. <laughs> I have a couple of therapists, you know, that I know personally that sometimes I get to lay on their couch, right? Sometimes for free, right? I tell them you can use me as one of your clinical studies, right? But, in you know, I say that and, and I'm, I'm smiling and laughing, but I'm also speaking truth because, you know, um, we have to begin there. We have to begin begin with forgiveness. So I'm going to give you an assignment like my therapist gave me, right? I want you to write down. Now, not, this is not what they gave me to do, but I, I just want to say this to you. You know, write down tonight. Get, you know, pen and a pad. You know, I'm a journaler. So, you know, and I have all kind of notebooks and stuff all around. But I want to say to you, get a tablet or something. And begin to write down people that have hurt you, that you feel like you haven't let go of. And, 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 and the reason why I'm saying that, because in some places, I think many times we have these places, these little nooks and crannies that we have hidden and we have not really disclosed them. And I think writing is a great way to allow us to be vulnerable. And I want you to write it down. This is your journal. This is your notebook. This is just for you. And when you write that down, I want you to begin to ask God in your prayer time to help you release each one of those persons or those situations. Ask God to help you release them from a place of bondage in your heart and that you would forgive them. Okay? So the very first thing in order to get on the path to peace is to have a heart of forgiveness. Right? So that's the first thing. Because remember this. Forgiving our enemies does not excuse their behavior or what they have done. I want you to hear me. It does not excuse their behavior and what they have done. But because of our love for Christ, we are reminded by forgiving our enemies how Christ forgave us our sins. And then he died. He atoned for our sins on Calvary. So we got to remember that, you know. And, and so let's let's go to verse 18. Verse 18 says, if it is possible, that P word, possible, possible. If it is possible, and remember I'm reading from the NIV translation. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So here is where the word peace literally gets inter, is, is, is interjected into this text. 
It says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you. Now watch this. If the word if speaks directly to our responsibility to God. It is a condition to a promise. God says if. Why did he say if it is possible? Because even God knows that there are some situations in our human condition that it is hard for us to do. That's why he says we are not to lean to our own understanding, but lean unto him and trust him in all, in every area of our lives. And he talks about a giving casting our cares and our anxieties onto him because in our human power we don't in our own human might we don't have the power to do it now watch this if it's is spoken it says 574 times in the new testament and basically are in the four gospels remember that i want you to remember that if it is possible if it is possible is it possible is it possible? As far as it is, depends on you to live at peace with everyone. That sounds a bit much. How can I be at peace with everybody? And I want you to, I mean, if we think about that in, a, in, in just a perspective, I want you to look outside of a, the box. It says that if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, again, that's accountability. Remember, we're talking about how to be at peace in the midst of chaos. This first step was what? Having a heart of forgiveness. Verse 17 talked about, you know, being careful to do what is right in everyone's eyes. So verse 17 right here is talking about, 18 is talking about self-accountability. So in order to begin to the path of peace in our everyday lives, not only to have a heart of forgiveness, but we have to have accountability. Self-accountability. It says if it is possible, as far it depends on you. In other words, it's not depending on what somebody else does. Now that takes courage that takes the ability to say man can i really do this it takes all of the pressure from someone else but it puts it on you and says can you do it can you live at peace with your ex-husband a wife a boyfriend a girlfriend who wronged you who cheated on you who abandoned you who do it whatever they did can you find in your heart a forgiveness and in your own character, in person, and say, you know what? I got to let this go. Right? You know, that boss that, you know, told you you were going to get this. They saw how hard you work and they told you they were going to give this, this, this promotion to you. And then they gave it to someone who didn't even work as hard as you did. And you were depending on that, that promotion, that money. Can you forgive them? They may never tell you they're sorry. Can you forgive that that person, whether maybe it was your former pastor or church leader? Because you know what? We see now in, in these times, you know, the flaws of leadership. Does that mean that there are still not great men and women? Uh, absolutely not. But what it does show is that people are human. And some of them really mess up and they really mess up bad, man. They do. But watch this. We mess up bad as well, right? Even as, you know, if you're not a leader, just in our natural everyday life, we're not perfect. So I say to you, can you forgive, like some people say, the church hurt? Which is really not the church that hurt you. It was the person or persons. 
you know, I, I laugh at that com- that commentary many times because, you know, when I used to go to the clubs, I remember one time I was in a club and it was a shootout in the club. On You know, it was not where I was, but I remember my friends grabbing me and, and everybody kind of went. We, you know, they we went into the kitchen of the club. We knew, the, you know, the people that worked there. And so we got in a big freezer, right? Because we didn't know you know what was going on but that was where we went we wind up in the freezer in the club right because they also sell food there but watch this i went back to the club i know you probably say yeah i was younger i was in my 30s or right before my 30s right my late 20s i didn't say i'm not going back to that club anymore because the club hurt me No, it would have been that person that was in there shooting that hurt those people. It wasn't the club or the club owners. It was that person who decided to bring a gun to the club. So when you're in a church or you're visiting and that person who is mean and and, and surly or disrespectful or, you know, mean or whatever it is, lied to you. Or maybe it wasn't that they lied to you, a flaw in their humanity and and their leadership was exposed, you know, and maybe it crushed you because you almost saw them in perfect ways. And I, and I tell people this all the time, don't idolize people. Because many times when you put people on a pedestal, you don't get to see them as men and women. You see them almost as many gods. And I know it's not intentional. And yes, we honor people and we should honor them. Give honor where honor is due. But we got to be careful because we got to understand that people will fail us sometimes. Sometimes intentional and sometimes not intentional. Either way, it affects us. And many times it can leave us broken and wounded. So those of you, especially who, who calls it church hurt, listen, write it down and pray for those people. Because it says, if it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. That means regardless of their race, we shouldn't be arguing with people because of the way they dress, because of the way they look, their color of their skin, what religion they believe in, what they choose. Listen, you got to live according to the word of God. And one of the greatest things he says, which is my favorite, 1 Corinthians 13 and 13 is out of the greatest out of faith hope and love the greatest of these is love love is an action word so as believers we should always operate in a spirit of love and again i'm not talking about literal where you allow people to walk all over you that is not what god talks about in the word of god what it says that in lieu of and especially in these days as christians we are the light of the world we are a city on the hill we should be exuding light we should be exuding love not hatred not racism not sexism not any isms amen So the second thing is self-accountability, right? So how do we get to peace? How, what is our path to peace in a world of chaos? Is to first have a heart of forgiveness. Second is self-accountability, like it talked about in verse 18. And the last one I wanted to look at is um, verse 21. 
20 says, On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not become, do not be overcome by evil, but come overcome evil with good. So the third way that we can be on a path to peace in a world of chaos is having in by being intentional meaning being intentional in our living i want you to understand you have to be intentional you know what do you mean you may say what do you mean woman of god how do you be intentional exactly what i said purpose you know we talk about a purpose driven life intentional that means you are doing it in full knowledge this is what i do it's almost like getting up and waking up every morning and the first thing we do is go in the bathroom use the restroom we wash our face and brush our tooth hopefully everybody is doing that right right so you brush your teeth you are intentional about brushing your teeth you should be intentional about being at peace and overcoming evil by being good Verse 18 said, live at peace with everyone. So how we do that? We, we do that by overcoming evil with good to everyone. Now, does that mean literally everyone? No, because we don't know everyone. We don't see everyone. We won't meet everyone. But it means in the everyone in our life that we come in contact with. Whether it's physical or in the virtual land, the social media, virtual, internet, online world, right? It means being intentional. I want to I wanna share a story about two characters in the Bible. You know, one of the things we love to do here with the Being Love in Action podcast is to bring, you know, the characters of the Bible to life. So I want to talk about, very quickly, I want us to look at Saul and David's relationship and if you want to know about Saul and David's relationship first Samuel um verses chapters 1 through 17 talks about Samuel who was a prophet it talks about his birth his childhood the war with the Philistines and then um first Samuel chapters 8 through 15 talks about the prophet Samuel and the Israel's first king which was King Saul he was the very first king of Israel Okay, and then first Samuel's chapter 16 through 31, it talks about Samuel and anointing Saul as um, anointing David, I'm sorry, as the new king in that whole transition. Right. And so I want to look at first Samuel verses 24, chapter 24, verse three through eight. And it says, then David went out of the cave and called out to Saul, my Lord, the king, when Saul looked behind him, David bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. Now, why do I want to share this as I wrap up, you know, the path to peace in the midst of a chaotic world? Remember, we talked about the first thing is having a heart of forgiveness, which starts off in, in, in verse 17. And then verse 18, it talks about uh, self-accountability being at peace with everyone and then we talked about in verse 20 um and 21 where it says we have to be intentional in the way that we live right to be at peace but i want to use david and saul as a quick illustration because here's the thing when saul was anointed as the first king of israel god you know 
selected him and he was found honorable in God's sight and he did great. He was a great king for a while, but then he lost his way. You know, un, you know, unfortunate like many leaders do, they forget that God is the source. And many times the power and all of those things that come along with leadership, especially great leadership, those temptations are easy. So then God said, no, he can't be the king anymore. I'm going to anoint this young man named David. And so David, when he was anointed and first he was a servant. He honored Saul as the king. He never went at Saul saying, I'm going to be the new king. He never did anything. He always honored Saul. But Saul was tormented at this point in his life. He was angry with himself mainly because he had gotten out of the will of God. And God took his anointing from Saul. So even though Saul was still operating as a king, he was not anointed by God. And what I'm saying is that God was no longer with him in the context of that relationship. Right. So he was kind of out there on his own, in his own, in, on his own devices, in his own mindset. And so as a result of them, of this, he he became jealous and and very nasty and evil toward this young man who David uh, was a psalmist. And if you read the Psalms, many of them wrote he he played instruments. So many times he was called in to soothe the king at the time. Um, and so. He grew this despisement for David so much so that he, every chance that he got, he tried to kill David. And there was this one situation right here in 1 Samuel when David was literally running for his life. He was hiding in a cave with some of his men. Now he was not the he was appointed as king. It was almost like he was elected as king, but he had not come into the coronation of his kingship yet, right? So the sitting king was still Saul, but Saul was so he despised David so much he wanted to kill him. But yet David had this moment in chapter 24, 3 through 8, verse 3 through 8 where he walks, David, the king, walks into this cave. Here's the scene. Saul needs to release himself. He had to use the bathroom. So he goes into this cave. And lo and behold, this was the exact cave where David, the young man life who he was pursuing to kill, was there with his men. The king was in, entered the cave by himself. Right? So here's what happened. It says in 1 Samuel chapter 24, verse 3 through 8, Then David went out of the cave and called out to Saul, My lord the king, when Saul looked behind him, David bowed down and prostrated himself with his face to the ground. Why am I talking about this relationship between uh, the king and the, 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 the fallen king and the soon-to-be anointed king? Why is this important to peace? One of the things I want you to understand was that David had an opportunity to kill Saul. He had the opportunity to kill Saul. Saul had no idea that David was in that, in that cave. David had loyal men who would say, you know what? And, and, and justifiably so. He was justified. Technically, the reality is if he would have killed the king, he was justified because he was defending himself. But watch this. Even David understood 
what Paul wrote about. And this is New Testament and Old Testament. Now, David is in Old Testament, but he understood the principle of the grace of God. Remember, verse 18 says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Right? And then in verse 20, it says, do not become over, overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. It also said in verse 20, it says, you know, if your enemy is in need, give them grace. David opted grace to the king of Israel. It said that David bowed down, prostrated himself with his face to the ground. He was even in that moment. Saul in his despisement for David could have still taken his life. David chose peace. Did you catch that? He chose peace. Why is it important to choose peace? John 14 and 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. And this is Jesus Christ talking. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. See, peace gives you the ability to face your enemies and still honor them like David did. Without fear and even without retribution because of the God that he serves. That's what peace does. In the midst of a chaotic world, it allows you to have a heart of forgiveness. It allows you to take accountability for your actions. But it also allows you to be intentional on how you live. It allows you to give grace to those who may not even understand why they are peaceless. They are not filled with peace. So today as I share this word of encouragement on how to find the path of peace in the chaotic world and maybe you're listening and you say you know what that sounds very good and and i'm gonna tell you jesus gives us peace man if you're a believer in jesus christ god will give you peace in the midst of the storms of life he will can i tell you that it always comes instantaneously absolutely not you know me i'm gonna keep it real on this podcast does it come with intentional living? Absolutely, yes. And maybe you're saying, you know, I want to know what peace feels like. I don't know Jesus Christ and, and, and I enjoy what I heard today and I, and I always offer Christ. The Bible reminds us in John 14 and 6. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That no one comes to the Father but to the Son. That means simply you have to believe in Jesus Christ before you can get to the Father. Because who that is who died for our sins. And it says in Romans 3 and 23, we all have fallen short of the glory of God. And it tells us in John 3 and 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but get, have eternal life. See, that's peace, man. That's a, that's a peace that God gives you knowing that you will not perish. 
And how do you get that peace? It says in Romans 10 and 9. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I pray today that if you're listening by faith that you confess your sins and you invite Christ into your heart, he will be in your heart. That is a promise, not that I said, but that God said. And whatever he says, you can take that in truth, right? So I love you guys. I'm excited about what God is doing. And I thank you for tuning in today. Yes, family and friends, I love each and every one of you. I am so grateful for your very lives. And remember, listen, if you want to um send us an email we want to hear from you if you need prayer we want to hear from you we want to pray with you you are our brothers and sisters we want to know what is going on in your family and your lives listen we want to celebrate with you if you want to share some great things that god is doing listen email us tell us about it leave comments listen on the podcast if you're listening on itunes listen on apple itunes leave comments man we enjoy it i read them personally every time and the podcast is growing we're almost at seven thousand and four hundred followers oh my god you don't know how you guys bless me so much the podcast made two years on september 27th yes so the podcast is two years old excited 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 about that and excited about what god is going to continue to do through this podcast don't forget to follow us on social media our twitter is at being love that's at b-e-i-n-g-l-u-v-n action instagram is at being loving action podcast and again if you want to know more about all of the things that i do the host and founder of the being loving action podcast you can follow and go to our website at www dot gracegirl.org and you can also connect to the podcast from the website so listen all of those things and don't forget to email us at the agent of love at gracegirl.org we love you we love you we love you and we thank god for your very lives right and listen until next time remember and now these three remain faith hope and love But the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians 13 and 13. I love you. I love you. I love you. Until we meet again, have a blessed and wonderful day. God bless you. Bye-bye.